You're listening to the Wellington Mornings Podcast with Nick Mills from Newstalk ZB. Taking the pulse of the city, the capital letter on Newstalk ZB. It's called the Capital Letter. We do it every week with Georgina Campbell. She's the New Zealand Herald Wellington's Issues Reporter. Good morning, George. Good morning. Well, great story that you did this morning and got a, got us a, an hour of talk back and chatting about it. Obviously, there's a lot of concern over what's happening. So we've been discussing the bar owners on Courtney Place who have had enough with their liquor licence have been opposed. Tell us exactly what your take on it is. Yeah, I think it doesn't really bode very well, does it, for the future of the Golden Mile. I think we've spent so much energy focusing on the transport um, changes in this area through Let's Get Wellington Moving, Um, but we're hardly going to be able to revitalise it if if it's so difficult just to get a liquor licence for, uh, you know, hospitality businesses to be able to operate in that precinct. Um, Yeah, and it just, you know, like like I think there is a balance to, to be had here. But, you know, these comments from the National Public Health Service sort of saying once a new licence is is approved in their experience, it's, you know, almost impossible to take the licence away. So it's better to make the right decision at the beginning rather than committing years of effort to take the licence away once issued. Like, I don't think that really bodes that well um, for the future of Courtney Place. I what about the ones? What about the bars that have got licences that are just reapplying to renew their licence and they get objected to? That's the same thing, isn't it? Really? Well, well that's the thing, and, and that's what I mean about these comments saying, you know, they are saying they're committing years of effort <laughs> to oppose these licences once they've already been issued. Um, and I think, you know, I'm just thinking of my own personal circumstances too. Like at the moment. I don't even go to Courtney Place um, when I go out on the weekend. I'm like going to Gusney Street and Cuba Street. And I want to be able to co- go to Courtney Place. I want that to be an area of town where I have a drink and, you know, spend the disposable income that I do have. So I feel like I'm, I'm glad that the mayor is getting involved here because I just feel like this position is really at odds with the future that we're trying to create for, for that part of the city. Absolutely. And I, de- I, I would say... Uh, George, if you were going out and there was a funky new bar that someone had just spent a whole lot of money on Courtney Place, which used to happen every few, you know, six or something months, you know, you would still go back down there. It's just that there's nothing there for you to go down there because they don't want to spend the money because they don't know whether they're going to get a license. Yeah, exactly. Like we we need to give, um, you know, bar owners and potential bar owners the confidence to be able to invest in that part of the city and not have to worry about months or or you know, of, of wrangling Years. over getting a licence. Yeah. Okay, Tim, do you reckon anything will come of it all? Well, I, I'm very, I was very interested to hear that um, Mayor Tori Fano has met with bar owners on Monday. She now plans to meet with Te Ora and police. I think that's quite a positive thing. Um, I think it's good that she's getting involved. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether she gets any traction from there. Talking about the City Council, Tim Brown came on our show yesterday and he said uh, that he's keen for the Council to sell their shares in the airport. Now, I didn't get the response that I thought that we were going to get out of that story, to be perfectly honest. Uh, it was a huge, huge story in Auckland when they were selling our shares. We don't really care if we sell the shares or not. What do you make of it? I think we would care if 
Tim Brown's comments, for example, were coming from Mayor Tori Farno. If she was putting that on the table, I can guarantee it would ignite in the same way that it did in Auckland. But the council has uh, considered this, you know, in in the last sort of eighteen months. Of course, this was the former council, um, and it, it is an interesting issue, Nick. And I think it is something that the council needs to reconsider. You know, they previously voted not to sell their shares, but I think the council does need to diversify its assets. It's in a weak position as both a shareholder and as a council because it cannot like fully exercise its power in either settings. It's a minority shareholder. Infratil, of course, owns the remaining 66%. So it can't really pack a punch. And we've gone through COVID, um, you know, where it, it sort of didn't get any return for its investment. In fact, it had to kind of um, provide um, an, an underwriting of, of the airport. Um, but the problem is, is that, you know, for the left politically, asset sales are just so controversial. And I always come back to this comment that Iona Panett made, and we all know, you know, she's quite left-leaning, formerly um, a Green Party councillor. She described the airport as a dirty asset, which of course in terms of of climate change is is terrible in her view. But on the other hand, she just cannot support asset sales. So she'd rather have the airport, you know, arguably in her view a big polluter in the city, rather than sell it. Okay, Kiwi Rail, according to stuff that you've come up with, George, is in serious budgeting troubles in store for the next government as the future of the Inter-Island's new mega-ferries is once again put under spotlight. what's, What's the bottom line here? Yeah, so this is just an update and and an ongoing story. It is honestly so difficult to get information about it, but I think this is going to be a serious budget problem that the next government is going to have to deal with. Um, We now know that the current government, um, sort of seems like at the 11th hour, has put some options on the table, some funding options on the table to ensure that these new terminals for the new mega ferries, um, that work can kind of continue on them. We have no idea what the options are. It's all been kept secret. But we do know that there's a, a budget blowout. Um, we've been told that you know this project is actually going to be significantly more costly than first thought. Um, and it's just worth pointing out that in an earlier stage of this project, you know, there was a budget blowout that did get reined in, but it was uh, like a billion dollars. So we don't know how much this one is, but we're talking big money here. We're talking very shortly, aren't we, George? I mean, isn't the first ferry arrived next year or the year after? It's not that far away, is it? 2025. And this is the concern, right, is that the terminals will not be ready in time for the mega ferries. And, uh, (laughs) you know, can you imagine them just, I don't know, like sitting in... I don't know how it would work, but sitting in the harbour or not being able to come come over because they can't actually, you know, use the terminals. And and we had the Kaitaki incident earlier this year, you know, the May Day call, like that just in a terrifying way exemplifies why we cannot wait, um, you know, any longer than absolutely necessary to get these new ferries, um, you know, but servicing sorted the right? George... Thank you very much. Thanks for your information. Got anything you're working on? I always ask you this, and you always say, wait and find out, and I'll get the same answer. But I just want to make sure you're working on something that we can uh, we can talk about on the show. I'm working on two stories. Both of them involve buses. Okay. No election stories. I thought you'd be sniffing around that now, too. <laughs> big big day Saturday. It will Don't be. forget to vote. Don't forget. I might see you at the bowling uh, the voting polling <laughs> station uh, on Saturday. Thanks, George. Always a pleasure.
Georgina Campbell is New Zealand Herald's Wellington's Issues reporter. Uh, I really enjoy reading her stuff. I really like what she does, so I think you should too as well. For more from Wellington Mornings with Nick Mills, listen live to News Talk ZB Wellington from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.